what is up everybody this is john nelson and you are listening to the starting block podcast if you are looking for a show that's going to give you complete athletic development and give you guys the tools to win whether you're the athletes the parents or the coach then you have come to the right spot how about that chris awesome. i got yes, it right this did. time yeah man i think <laughs> Yeah, I think I threw it off because I had like a little burp in there during the intro. So, yeah, my bad. Yeah, uh, no, no blinker <laughs> in the intro or anything, so we're good. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> so I got it right. All right. Um, if you're new to, new to the show, man, thank you for, uh, thank you for joining us. We appreciate, uh, we appreciate you tuning in and listening. Our show runs a little bit differently than other podcasts. We have a couple different types of episodes that we do. The first show that we do is usually a Q&A, so we'll take questions from all of our listeners, clients, anybody who pays attention to the show. We'll take your questions and we'll answer them live on the air. Those are our Q&As. It's usually myself, Chris, Mandy. Mandy's with us most of the time. She's not with us today, but she'll answer the questions as well. We'll take those, anything from strength, speed, conditioning, rehab, you name it, we'll get into it. The second type of episode that we're going to do is... A guest interview. And the guest interview is going to be kind of like your standard podcast that you hear. We're going to connect with our colleagues across the country, across the world. Bring them on. They're going to share their stories of success and tell you guys how they win, a little bit about their approach and uh, what they do and the tools that they give their clients and athletes. And then that final show that we have is our Friday Fire, Friday Fact episode. That's usually a couple minutes of me kind of brain dumping on you a little bit, telling you what's on my mind that may be entertainment it may be me yelling at you it may be political who knows but that's uh those are the three types of episodes and uh today oh actually before we get started remember guys there is a fee and i really want to stress that again like we don't we don't run ads we can make tens of dollars doing this <laughs> anybody catch that joke yeah we can make tens of dollars doing this guys but we do this because we want to share our information and share our connections and, and help give you guys the tools to win that's what it's all about is making our communities better that's what we joke around i'm pretty sarcastic but the whole point of this is to, to give you guys the tools that you want and to help you guys win so guys we do ask that you please share the show get that stuff on instagram you know tw- tiktok twitter facebook all of it like i know you guys on social media so share the show if you want us keep doing this we appreciate the support and that's uh, that's the last thing i want to say about that but today today's episode is a guest interview and so we are pleased to welcome zach michael from accelerate acl to the show today welcome sir yeah thanks oh, thank for coming you. on I appreciate absolutely it. thanks zach we appreciate it man yeah yeah so zach you know we talked a little bit before the show about what you do i think chris you you and zach have talked a little bit as well prior right like have y'all connected uh, evan evan uh zach's partner evan and i uh talked okay. to talked on you know by phone a few times in the course about the newbie and you know various things like that and we're all newbie fans so that's uh part of what got me uh you know very interested in your approach and of course you know being a, having a background in, in uh, physical therapy and as john will frequently bring up uh previous you know, formerly licensed in uh, in the field yeah. of physical therapy, that uh, you know we have an interest in you know bringing our athletes back from injury, um, and especially when when someone has a very uh, let's just call it very high success rate with a very specialized but very common group, which is we're going to put ACL repairs as a very common athletic injury, and of course. Um, 
I don't want to. I don't want to call out your numbers. I want you, Zach, to give us your numbers as it currently stands as far as uh, ACL rehabilitation. But first of all, once again, welcome and give us a. Before you answer that question, please yeah. give us a little bit of background about your company. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <clears throat> before I even do that, just wanted to say, uh, you know, thank you to both you guys for all you're doing here with the show. Um, you know, I've enjoyed listening to the first episodes that are coming out here and uh, getting to, listen it, to to guys like Jay Schroeder and, and Garrett, you know, have been big influences on my life. So, hey, uh, well, I say that we are very authentic, right? And you cannot, you can't tell me that our first episodes weren't pretty terrible. <laughs> like, you've been listening, like, the audio is pretty bad. I'm stumbling around trying to, you know, get my bearings about me, but right. we're making improvements, man. Yes, That's absolutely. how you grow. Hey, Amen, bro. Hey, I'm here. That's, I'm here we're for authentic. The I'm we're on, we're content, authentic. Too. The, the technical <laughs> stuff doesn't matter. It's, it's all the, you know, the valuable uh, education that's happening by listening. So, nah, I appreciate uh, you listening to the show, bro. Guys. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, to, to speak a little bit, uh, you guys, about my background and my company, uh, Chris, you you mentioned, uh, you know, you talked to Evan, my partner. That's kind of where, where my background uh, comes and starts here with uh, the type of work that we do. So uh, Evan was, was playing football at Penn State. He was a fifth-year senior at the time. Uh, fighting for a starting position uh, on the on the team, and he pulled his hamstring during training camp. So, um, you know, not an ACL injury for him at the time, but a hamstring injury. Uh, he came across you know some of these these great modalities that you guys have talked about on the show a lot. Uh, the Arp Wave, the Newbie. Um, found a guy in the middle of central Pennsylvania that uh, was really able to help him out and recover from that injury uh, in seven days. Uh, get back on the field within a week. Uh, I know these types of results that, that you guys see a lot as well. Um, normally a grade two hamstring injury is about a, a four to eight week recovery time. So, um, you know, for him, that was a, a big time eye opener, uh, meant a ton to him as an athlete wanting to, uh, get back on the field in a, in a shorter period of time and make sure he could play a senior year. And, uh, he kind of took that and, and ran with it and said, this is what I want to do, you know, help other athletes in this way, uh, make sure that, that they know that there's a tool out there like this, uh, that can really help accelerate mm -hmm. these recovery times. So. Uh, Evan launched our company, uh, you know, we have Premier Neurotherapy and Accelerate ACL, launched our company in uh, 2015, I think, maybe 2016. Um, uh, I started talking, and my background's in, in engineering, uh, chemical engineering, um, you know, and I was dealing with uh, a couple of chronic problems of my own, uh, shoulder problems, hip problems, uh, that I just couldn't get figured out and had gone to physical therapy kind of with, with traditional means. and. Um, I didn't really feel like they were taking a, a full-on kind of engineering approach, uh, a root cause problem-solving approach to what was going on with me. So, um, you know, I uh, didn't feel like the, the shoulder mobility drills and, and hip mobility drills and things like that were, were truly helping me. So I uh, started talking to Evan about what he was doing uh, with these direct current modalities, um, you know, the arc wave, the newbie, and, um, you know, what he was saying really resonated with me. So I joined him uh, about a year after he started the company and said, hey, let's let's get these things out there and uh, joined, uh, joined this group that we didn't even know existed, uh, that John and, and Chris were likely already a part of, and, uh, you know, see what we can do. Uh, so we've been working with, with these technologies now for uh, six, seven years. Uh, started our, our company Accelerate ACL uh, two years ago. Um, you know, so, so these technologies really work at the level of, of the nervous system and the neuromuscular system. And um, what we saw and what we know about ACLs is that uh, there's really no injury that affects the neuromuscular system more than ACL injuries. You know, there's, there's some pretty uh, interesting studies out there that, you know, as soon as the 
uh, ACL is severed or tears, you know, the brain basically com- completely shuts down communication, neuromuscular communication to mm-hmm. the quadriceps and other muscles that are associated with uh, taking the knee through a range of motion. So, um, you know, we saw a lot of great impact through our early years and figured, hey, let's let's get this out there and help as many ACL injuries as we can. Uh, it's one of the most devastating injuries an athlete can go through. And, you know, our goal is not only to help them recover faster, but also to be here as uh, somebody who's a mentor through the process, somebody who can provide them with information gathering, uh, ask, give them the right questions to be asking when they're, you know, working with their PTs and doctors mm-hmm. and things like that, just based off of our experience. Uh, and also, you know, help lift them from a, an emotional and, and a spiritual level during the process because, um, you know, there's no question that it's, it's challenging at, at psychological and mental level as well. Uh, to come back from these injuries. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, you brought, you brought up that, um, you know, kind of one of the things that were, that are our mission and you and Zach, you and I talked about this the other night a little bit, but we hadn't really talked about on the show a whole lot, but part of the mission is to kind of bring this community back together. Like there, there were things that were going on 20 years ago. There was a network of people, I guess, kind of when the internet first started. Uh, Do you remember that time, Chris? Um, (laughs) I remember way before that (laughs) time. But like, you know, there was a community, (laughs) There was a, there's a community of people, you know, and, and part of our goal is to bring it, bring it back together. Cause now everybody's branched off. There's so many different things out there, but we all have kind of the same focus. And it's really cool to hear your story. Cause I don't know a whole lot about y'all. I mean, I followed you guys without really even knowing that, you know, when Chris said, Hey, we're going to be meeting with these guys. It's like, cool. Oh wait, I think I follow them on Instagram. <laughs> and so like, we're all, so for our listeners are like my, you know, ELP clients, like, they do very similar things to, to what we do. We're all kind of the same network. And I think it's very interesting how you've kind of developed this niche or niche, I guess, if you live in the South or North, um, you know, I got my camo hat on as well for anybody watching on YouTube or anybody listening, got my camo hat on just repping the South the right way. Looks but how did you, how, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I'll send you one up there. I don't, I don't know if y'all know what camo is up North, but uh, I'll, I'll get you one. All right. I don't, I don't wear a whole lot of it, but I wear, I'd wear the ELP camo. I'll teach you, I'll teach you the Southern ways, my man. Um, but how did you get into that, that market of the ACL? How'd that start for you guys? Cause that's a, that's not an easy you know, recovery. Like there's a yeah. lot that goes into it. So how'd y'all get into that? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, over the first, uh, let's see from 2016 to, you know, 2020, uh, we were working with, you know, helping athletes uh, with everything from kind of head to toe. Um, you know, I think you mentioned it on, on our call uh, yesterday, but kind of that last resort uh, type of mentality where yeah. you know, people had, had tried a number of different things and, and weren't getting the solution they wanted. Um, so, you know, more than anything, like I said, in, in the kind of the research and also uh, from the results we were seeing, you know, as far as ACLs go, uh, we, we saw that we could really make the biggest impact there. And, and not only, you know, with the research and the results, but also on the humans that are going through that. Uh, you know, an, an athlete who goes through an ACL injury, like I said earlier, is, is really a, a challenging experience. Um, yeah, no doubt. When we yeah. look at how we can help people, um, you know, to be able to lift an athlete in that situation uh, and, and show them that they can have confidence in this recovery process and that they're going to come back bigger, faster, stronger, uh, more knowledgeable about the body after the injury. Uh, we really felt like from an impact standpoint, uh, if we could reach, you know, this community of ACL athletes, that, uh, you know, that would be a, a really great and impactful way for us to go. So give us some idea now. So, look, all right, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a new, okay, I have a fresh ACL tear. Um, yep. All right, I find out about Accelerate ACL. Um, I'm scheduled to have surgery 
you know, let's just say January 1st, all right? This is, by the way, this is December, what, 8th, 9th, whatever, all right? Okay, let's just say, okay, let's just say next week, the, the 15th. I'm, I'm scheduled to have ACL reconstruction on December 15th, one week from today. I find out about Accelerate ACL. How is your process, how about, how's going through the process with Accelerate ACL different than, uh, okay, doc, just uh, write me a prescription for, for physical therapy. Give, give me an idea, of, give us an idea of how that process works. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, first things first, if, if the surgery's uh, seven days out, or even if you meant January 1st, um, you know, we want to get you going with, with our a prehab program. You know, it's going to be, you're going to probably get that from your doctor for physical therapy as well. Um, but in terms of, you know, kind of, our, we look at our process as a, a supplement to that physical therapy process. So, uh, you know, the, the PTs and the doctors, they're kind of providing the guidance on what's safe for the athlete to do at that time, uh, what time of, type of movements, what types of ranges of motion mm -hmm. they can work through. And then in our process, we're, uh, we're, allowing, we're giving them the ability to use the newbie uh, in home, essentially. So uh, we're having the newbie you know, sent to their house, and then we're guiding them through virtual training sessions uh, via you know, avenues like this, FaceTime, Zoom, things like that, where we can teach them how to use it and teach them how to use it in a really effective way that, that drives those results. So, uh, you know, on the prehab side, uh, if you got surgery in a week, uh, my expectation is that uh, if you just tore your, you have a freshly torn ACL, you're probably limping around quite a bit. Uh, you know, within a week, you're going to have a, a normalized gait, I think, uh, working with us. Uh, if I had a little bit longer with you, if I had two or three weeks, I think I'd have you running again. Uh, with you know, the, still uh, with the I've torn had, ACL. Had, still right. with the torn ACL, yep. So, you know, we've had uh, a number of clients, uh, you know, work with us for three weeks before ACL surgery, and, and they're running, you know, two miles without any kind awesome. of pain or discomfort. Uh, even with the torn ACL. Um, so that's kind of, you know, from a, from a standpoint of, of how we get started, uh, if you have just had that freshly torn ACL, you know, our goal is to have you feeling as close to 100% as possible going into surgery. And, uh, you know, there's this concept of prehab that's out there for, for ACL surgery or, uh, where you're, you're hitting certain marks. You know, they want you to have 120 degrees of, of range of motion, full extension, uh, be able to do straight leg raises, things that can really set you up for success on the backside. Uh, but we take that kind of one step further and we say, hey, why not be even closer to 100%? Why not feel like you can do all the things that you want to do going into surgery so that you have that much more confidence going in, your body's that much more ready, it's already overcome a lot of those neuromuscular deficiencies that mm -hmm. might exist from the injury, and uh, we can really get you set up for success on the back end. So back to my original question, <laughs> which I forgot about until just now. Give us numbers. All right, this is, what, this is the part. Sure. I think that got me in touch with Evan in the first place was all right. Mm -hmm. If those numbers are, are 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 still intact, I was like, okay, those numbers are crazy good. So give us an idea. Okay, we we know. I, yeah. I okay. Let's, let's hear what. Let's give us numbers. <laughs> all right. So. Sure. Um, yeah. You know what is what is the norm as far as re return yeah. to you know basically uh, the you know here's here's my certain here's my level of function pre ACL tear. Here's standard yep. return to activity, and here's your accelerated ACLs return to activity. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So just from a number standpoint, one one data point that we really like is uh, there's a there's a lot of different types of uh, outcome measure questionnaires where you're kind of measuring functionality of of somebody who's who's gone through an, an injury like this. Uh, there's one called the Lower Extremity Functional Score, and there's a study out there that tells us where they track 20 ACL cases. And they said, what's the average of, 
uh, functional score with this lower extremity functional score uh, that's that's that are, these athletes are achieving within the ACL recovery process at every okay. every week essentially. Uh, so uh, clients that work with accelerated ACL, uh, they're scoring at the three month mark about the same as what the average athlete from that study would be scoring at the six month at nice. six month nice. mark. So uh, if wow. we can we can okay. get them rolling with the first three months of work, we can we're going to have them about three months ahead of schedule uh, by by month three on average right now. Uh, now, as far as, you know, that return to play rate goes, now that's, that's always going to be something that's controlled <clears> by <throat> the doctor and the physical therapist that they're right. working with. So, um, you know, our goal is to set them up for as much success as possible when that window arrives, when they're, they're cleared by the doctor and the PT, uh, and have them as functional as possible so that they're not missing that window. Uh, you know, there's, there's some studies out there that show that, uh, anywhere from, uh, 40 to 60% of athletes aren't returning from an ACL injury or ACL surgery within a year. So, you know, most athletes, they say, hey, I've got my injury. I'm going to be back in 9 to 12 months. Well, 40 to 60% of athletes are actually missing that window altogether. So um, even if we were just looking at can we help our athletes hit that window and make sure that they're back for the following season, um, that's something that, you know, by improving that functionality really early on, we can set them up for success as they get into that 9 to 12, uh, you know, month window where a lot of doctors and physical therapists will, will start considering clearing their right. athletes. Uh, now that has a lot of lot lot more to do with graft integrity of the the new ligament itself than uh, you know how functional they are. So an athlete could be ready to go two and a half months in, you know, in, into the recovery process, uh, which we've we've had an athlete who actually was there. And the doctor told us there's no reason not to clear him, other than the graft integrity. You know, there's no way to really measure is the graft ready to take on the load. The muscles can be doing their jobs to support the graft properly. They can be doing everything possible to be 100. percent um, but there's no way to measure is the graft, has the graft fully taken, is it fully stable? So um, that's where, you know, the, the doctor really comes in and makes that call of, of when the athlete can return to sport. Uh, but like I said, this, this athlete in particular, two and a half month mark, they ran it through every return to sport test uh, that they could. And we, we talked to the doctor a little bit at the time. He said, hey, I'm really scratching my head right now. I have no idea how this right. kid is doing this right now. Uh, he said, you know, I'm, I'm a really experienced there's not much that i scratch my head at and i'm looking at this thinking how the heck right. is this happening right now uh so yeah that's kind of that's the kind of results that can be achieved especially for those athletes that are, are really willing to get after absolutely them. yeah i mean and, that, and that's really that that's a, that's a great feeling <laughs> it's like really <laughs> that's pretty awesome you can go back functionally i mean you're like ready to go you're ready to you know and yet, you know, and, and that your clearly your system was was part of that pro, was a major part of that process, I'd say. So, one of, probably one of the biggest things, I know certainly that I've run into with athletes I've worked with, and I'm sure that John's worked with in in the past as well, and that is re-injury. And by the way, it doesn't necessarily have to be somebody with an ACL tear, tearing the same ACL. It could be tearing the other ACL. It could be tearing, you know, it could be injuring the opposite ankle or the same side ankle or the hip or the back or whatever else. Do you guys, do you have any kind of an idea of your rate of, of, I'm going to use the word re-injury, but I don't specifically mean just re-injury of that same ACL. Does that make sense? Um, do you, do you have numbers or anything, any kind of an idea? Um, yeah, so right now we have uh, one. One okay. ACL reentry um, that just happened over the last okay. last three months or so. So we've been doing this for about two years now, and, and just had our first uh, ACL reentry. 
you know, that's something that for us, uh, we take really seriously. We work with that, uh, you know, particular athlete, um, you know, for the first several months of the recovery process and then kind of transitioned uh, them over to, you know, a, a more traditional mm-hmm. return to sport with their, their PT and, and things like that. Um, and that's something where, you know, we look at that and think, okay, what could we do with longer term use to make sure that, you know, these muscles are, are really doing their jobs appropriately, not only at the three month mark, but, you know, is there a need? We know that uh, there's such an effect on the neuromuscular system from these injuries. Is there a need to extend that use of, of these technologies? Maybe not a need, but maybe a benefit to extend this, this use of these technologies. And could we even knock that, those rates down further? You know, not only for our athletes, but for athletes mm-hmm. everywhere. Uh, if if they were able to um, you know benefit from from these uh, direct current technologies out there, so um, you know that's something that uh, we definitely want to that you know to go through it once is tough. Like I said, to go through it twice uh, that's that's a whole other thing, and uh, you know that we we want to make sure that uh, you know we can help athletes to to avoid that situation mm-hmm. altogether for sure. Had this had this particular athlete had they been off the newbie? Uh, prior to the set, the re-injury? Yeah, so uh, probably for about six, okay. six months. Uh, I don't, so uh, we worked together for the first three months. They, they kind of ended up doing uh, you know, the more traditional mm-hmm. timeline associated uh, with ACL recoveries just from their doctor and physical therapist recommendation. I want to say return to play somewhere in that 9 to 12-month okay. window. Uh, not, not sure on the exact timing and ended up with a, a retear. So what about other injuries? Like, do, do you have any kind of data, like, yeah. you know, ankles or whatever? You know, you know, I, and, and yeah. I'll give you the reason why I'm asking right. that. Um, and John's very familiar with this story. I, I ruptured my Achilles tendon nine and a half years ago. So, or not, not excuse me, nine years ago. <laughs> I'm not going to give myself not, six more months of recovery. Um, nine years ago. Well, it was two years later. I started having aches and pains in different places. The Achilles is fine. <laughs> you know, it's fine. It, it, the, there's, there's never was any pain, no problem there. But the opposite hip, the same side hip, the knee, you know, the opposite knee. I mean, just little aches and pains, especially if, if I start doing and I, and I don't use the newbie protocols like I should, uh, I start having a lot of aches and pains as well. So, that's why I'm asking this question because, you know, one injury, a lot of people don't realize if you're not fully rehabbed, it can set you up for not just a re-injury of that particular tissue, but all other, all over the place, you know, all other parts of your body. Do you have any kind of data numbers at all for things like that? Or is this, I mean, I know you said you're only two-year-old company, and that's about how long it took me to right. start seeing these symptoms. I mean, do you have any kind of numbers there? Yep. Uh, I, no, no, no data that we're looking at, or no like um, you know uh, systematic follow-up systems to to look into these things. Uh, I will say that you know I think that we're building a lot of good relationships with our clients and things like that. Uh, if they were and they they do recognize the power of of the tools that they're working with when they're they're with us. Uh, so if, I guess I would expect that we're getting we're getting told about injuries so that we can help with those injuries uh, if they would occur, and we right. haven't heard much of that. So. Um, you're right. We're only two years into it, so it's kind of hard to say right now. Uh, just kind of looking at the the, the retear rates, even with ACLs, uh, I think retear rates are about ten to twenty percent, uh, you know, on average. Uh, and and with us just having the one, you know, right now, uh, you know, I think we're we're far under that. So, 
that would be, I think, our, our best data point for right now. Uh, and, and there are some definitely some things you can do with, with the newbie. Uh, like you said, uh, if you were on top of your newbie protocols uh, to, to really uh, help prevent that and stay on top of it with, with more extended use. Um, so, uh, you know, it, we'll, we'll have to keep tabs on that here as, uh, right. as time goes on. I'd like to get into a little bit more of the technical side of it, <clears throat> you know, for any other newbie practitioners out there. You know, what What are some of the parameters that, you, oh, let me take a step back. The newbie has a lot of different capabilities, all right? There's a lot of different things that we can utilize, uh, utilize it for. How are you implementing some of the newbie's uh, unique properties into this recovery process? Um, you know, are you kind of staying with, you know, the mapping process or are you going into some of the other things a newbie's capable of? And I'll preface in saying that you and I understand, but I want to make sure all the listeners understand too that, you know, obviously anything that is going to be done, we still follow doctor PT orders based on range of motion, load, all that stuff. That that absolutely has to stay standard, of course. So, but how, how are you as an athlete or a client progresses, how are you using the different capabilities of the newbie with the, with the person? Good question. Uh, so uh, I'd say, you know, first and foremost, uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the, the biggest thing, uh, most impactful thing that happens after an ACL injury is, is the quadriceps really shutting down. And, and with that quad sh- shutting down, uh, you lose, you know, one of the big time force absorbers and force generators uh, around the knee joint there. So, um, you know, if, if, the, if the quad is not working properly, it's likely that that's going to cause all kinds of compensations uh, uh, downstream or upstream that lead to those future injuries that, that Chris, uh, you know, alluded to. So uh, for us, you know, phase one, really, uh, in terms of what we would do immediately after surgery or after the injury is, is really restore that quadriceps activation. So one of the really uh, unique things that we see that uh, I think uh, would be interesting to get you know more data points on and, and more uh, scientific studies and things like that uh, is that we can actually put the newbie on each quadricep after an ACL injury or ACL surgery, turn it up to they'll be on the same uh, intensities. So let's say we went up to 60% on the newbie. Uh, what we'll see is that the ACL quad is far, far, far less responsive to that current right. than the non-ACL quad. Sure. So yeah. we, we, we attribute that to, you know, the quad deactivating on the ACL quad. We also think because of how sensitive that non-ACL quad is, that there may be some hyperactivity that occurs in that uh, the non-injured quadricep uh, to kind of deload the other leg. So if you imagine one quad wants to work more, the other quad wants to, right. you know, isn't working at all. It's, it, we think that's associated with kind of that, the body wanting to deload that leg. You know, that's just a theory. But there is some real hyperactivity in the opposite quad as well that needs to be addressed. Yeah. Uh, you know that that comes out with the newbie. So uh, what we'll actually see over time, as in kind of what we call phase one with this quadriceps activation process, is that those will start to restore to more uh, even values. So we'll go through some of our exercises and encourage our clients to work. Uh, one of the real <clears> benefits <throat> of the in-home use is we can get work on it every day, multiple times a day, if our athletes are really driven. And we'll start to see that the quads start responding exactly the same again within the first couple of weeks. Uh, so now what's really interesting is that I could start somebody there at, at week zero and get that quadriceps restored after two weeks. If I haven't worked with an athlete for the first seven months of the recovery process, I can put those pads on them at that time too, and we'll see the same exact thing. So that's where I think it's really unique is that, you know, we're, we're doing all these things to track quad strength and uh, how well their quads functioning coming out of an ACL injury. But uh, are we 
are there metrics that are out there that can tell us how, how much that quad is mm-hmm. actually activating? How's it interacting with the neuromuscular system that we could track not only with the newbie and seeing how it's, it's responding, but that we could actually track and get more objective data on. Um, because that's a, I think it's kind of one of the big time you know, reasons that we're seeing so many re-injuries and, and such delayed recoveries is that quad's not coming back online uh, at a rate that it could. Um, so that's kind of phase one for us, John, sorry for the, the long-winded answer on that no, one. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was great. No, uh, all valid yeah. points. And you're so, right. I mean, you're, the theory, I, I hear you. I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, it's theory, but it makes perfect sense. And, you know, I've seen things like that myself. I would too. imagine that would have a um, huge, yeah, a huge I, I think it's great. I wish we could find a way. I wish we could find a way to track that somehow. You know, maybe you guys. Well, here's do. here's my thought but, on that. I mean, and that's yeah. you know what you're saying about treating the non-involved quad, and that is, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going back to my earlier question. I mean, I know I know dozens of people that tore one ACL only you know months later tear the other one. You know, not necessarily re-injury of the same side, but. Uh, ACL injury on the opposite side. I bet you. I mean, now here's here's yeah, a cool yeah. thing that that. Well, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a total motion release, kind of yes, like a good side yes. bad side type deal. You know, the the nervous system doesn't the nervous system works kind of universally. It's not like just absolutely segmented. So thing. I'm I'm willing to bet yeah. that that would be that that process would help. In it would at least help keep the other side from getting injured as well as rehabbing the yeah. side that's already injured. Would be my thought, but. You know, that'd be something yep. cool to, to track somewhere down the road. Yeah, yeah. and one of the really, uh, you know, when I talk about the, the difference, we've had clients the first time we put them on and, and put the pads on their quads where they literally look at us and say, it's not running on this side. There's something wrong with the machine. And they'll start pulling out plugs, and, and we've seen it at this point, you know, hundreds of times, pulling out plugs, sticking them back in. And... Uh, we say no, no right. that's how it is and then they then they'll ask us well why is my opposite quad working so hard right now and you know the response that we kind of give is we need to get that one to relax so the other one can start working properly again you know it's not just about bringing the other one online it's about getting the other quad to relax and allow both sides of the job the, right. the body to do it properly so uh yeah if if you know if what we're seeing there is really related to you know this injury potential for injury prevention and thing like things like that uh, you know, that's that's a huge impact to be able to, to rebalance the body in that way and, and get the brain back online with, with trusting right. both legs evenly like that. Cool. I like that. Um, what what are your what are your numbers, I guess, when you see a, you know, a an additional injury to the knee? So, like, common knowledge, you know, when you have a meniscus tear, you know, with ACL, it's going to, you know, kind of makes the rehab process possibly a little bit longer, a little more intense. How has that influenced what you guys do? Yep, so the, the biggest difference there is that, you know, the, the athlete's going to be non-weight-bearing for a period of time. So, you know, again, with, we're going to stay within all the constraints that we're given, you know, sure. from the, the PTs and the doctors, and, and typically that's going to be about a, a two- to four-week non-weight-bearing period. So, mm-hmm. um on the functional score side, it's going to impact things for those four, first four weeks because we're going to say, how, how do you feel walking across the room right now? Well, I can't. That's a zero. Um, so, you know, really what even the, the study itself um, that we compare against, that uh, excluded meniscus repairs for that very reason. So they could get a, a more common baseline of, hey, we're going to look at only, you know, patients in that case that um, had didn't have meniscus repairs that probably would have been non-weight-bearing because of that. So... 
uh, certainly for those first four weeks, you know, those clients, uh, you know, they won't be able to make quite the same progress as they could as, as, as if they were weight bearing. Uh, but what's really cool is, is we chart this for all of our, our athletes is that we'll actually start to see them catch up to the curve that didn't have the meniscus repair. So, you know, as soon as they can start being weight bearing, I'd say within those first four weeks, we're going to start to see them, you know, if this is the curve for, uh, the average and they're down here because of the meniscus repair, we're going to start to see them cross that curve and get on top of it. Just like, you know, nice. we're used to with all of our athletes. So, uh, you know, early on in the process for sure with the range of motion limitations and the, and the weight bearing limitations that are there, uh, we won't see, you know, quite the same progress from this, just from the standpoint of those functional scores, uh, and being able to open up their range of motion as quickly, but we can still get to work with getting those quadriceps start activating and uh, you know, start taking care of some of those compensations that might be present. So I guess this kind of naturally naturally leads to then, since we're referring to now a non-ACL involving the meniscus, like John was asking, I imagine we could take a lot of these same principles it's, that Accelerate ACL uses using the using the same technology and and applying it and getting a very comparable comparable result to say a shoulder or a comparable result to a hip or or an ankle or whatever i mean it's not like we're i mean i know that you and your company is focused primarily on acl re, you know repair reconstruction but sure. i don't see any reason why you could not apply the same principles to structures you know outside of the acl or outside of the knee you know altogether Absolutely. And uh, John, I'm not sure if, uh, to your previous question, were you alluding to meniscus injuries on their own or meniscus uh, injuries with the ACL? With an ACL. Okay. I just want to make sure. Uh, and that, absolutely, Chris, uh, to your point, you know, like I said, before we started Accelerate ACL, we were working with, you know, um, athletes uh, with everything from head to toe. Uh, and one of the, the, the neat things that we'll see with this company, right, is that uh, maybe we help, uh, you know, maybe we help somebody in Memphis, Tennessee with an ACL. Uh, well, maybe not in Memphis because John's already got that area. <laughs> I was saying, come on, down. man. <laughs> tread, tread lightly now. I was, right? no. I was trying to make it about you and then accidentally, yeah. Oh, you did, man. <laughs> I still got my camel hat, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, not Memphis anywhere but Memphis, Tennessee. And, uh, you know, within that city, uh, maybe they've got a friend who's about to get shoulder surgery, maybe just had a shoulder injury. And, and they'll tell them about it. You know, people can pretty quickly see it's not just, you know, an ACL tool. It's, it's something that can work for things, you know, uh, these types of things across the board. So absolutely, uh, whether it be post-surgical or, or injuries, you know, on their own, uh, as I'm sure you guys have seen, uh, these, these tools can do pretty incredible things when they're used in a, a manner that, um, you know, absolutely. maximizes their benefit. Mm-hmm. You've got we got we got five or ten minutes left, and Chris, I, I know I got one more question I want to ask. Um, you know, I don't know if you have another one, but no, you're good. Uh, so I don't want to take too much time if you got one. But I'm curious, and, and it may be hard to track. You may not have the data on. I don't know exactly the details of how everything works with you guys. But if you could, what what are some common themes, if any, that you might tend to see after somebody does get cleared, you know, by the doctor and their return to sport? Do you see a a regular maintenance or you never see them again is there are there some things that you feel they you know on, on your end they continue to need to work on even after clearance or any, are there any common patterns that you've found over the years sure uh i'd say you know for the most part our our 
uh, ACL clients uh, are are not working with us uh, after return to sport. Now, that's not to say that they they shouldn't. Uh, we would we would love to you know continue uh, assisting them in that way and, and making sure we can help prevent that re-injury. Uh, I think that's more of kind of a you know systematic or more of a this is what we're used to as a, in in our you know athletic development things like that when it comes to an ACL is well you work with X Y and Z until you return to sport and then you just kind of return to sport so it's just not uh, the norm right now maybe to continue to do as much injury prevention work um, but that's something that you know we we definitely want to continue to work with our, with our athletes uh, there's actually there is research out there that that shows that continued neuromuscular training. Uh, is something that can is recommended and can help you know prevent those those re tears after an ACL injury. So um, we have had some interesting cases. You know, I talk about these this, these quads being off a little bit, where maybe somebody uh, you know stops using uh, stops working with us for a period of time, but then they uh, tweak their knee or something like that at some point, and they start working with us again, and that ACL quad has actually started to deactivate a little bit again. Right. So you know, when you see something like that, and then you see these these rates of re injuries. You know, those two things together kind of tell us, well, you know, what could we do with longer term use with these athletes? How could we, could we really tap into that 10 to 20 percent uh, reinjury rate and see if we can get that you know, lower and lower uh, by, by having some longer term mm-hmm. use uh, yeah. with these types of devices? So, um, you know, certainly that neuromuscular training, you know, you know, that's alluding more to things like balance and perturbation training and things like that. Um, you know, in the studies that are out there. But when we look at what the you know, things like the newbie can do. Um, you know, you got to think that that would fall directly into that mold and also be, in my mind, more effective than even some of the neuromuscular training that's out there um, in terms of the studies that have been done so far for uh, that injury prevention and, and post-return to sport. All right. So, Zach, gotcha. I've just torn my ACL, and uh, I do not live in Memphis, Tennessee. I do not live in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> All right. How do I now find uh, Accelerate ACL? How do I go about getting access to a newbie and, you know, starting my own road to recovery? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Uh, so uh, you can find out more information on AccelerateACL.com. Uh, also have an a Instagram and uh, that you can check out if, if uh, that's the way you want to go. Uh, in terms of, you know, getting started with the newbie and the Accelerate ACL program, uh, that normally starts with a phone call. So we have ways that you can sign up for a quick, you know, 15-minute phone call so we can get a rundown on the injury, uh, hear a little more about your goals for recovery, and then, you know, if you're interested, get you rolling with what uh, we call a, a two-day trial process. So basically, uh, we get a newbie sent out to you. Um, we'll t- we take our clients through two, two workouts right off the bat, uh, two of our virtual training sessions, basically, uh, with pretty high confidence that they're going to see what what this can do for them uh, within those first two hours of work that they get on the device and uh, from there uh, you know we we roll into one of our programs from there uh, if that's what you know the athlete likes to do so um, and then you know typically our our program runs month to month so we're working with our athletes for a month and then you know kind of uh, figuring out okay what's the next month going to look like and and let's keep this going awesome yeah, it's awesome information. Man, I'm glad we got a chance to connect and and hear a little bit more about what you do. Um, I've got a handful of other questions, but we're running out of time. So maybe we can talk off the air. Maybe we can reconvene on another episode one day. But I definitely, I'm definitely intrigued by some of the stuff you got. Um, I appreciate uh, you taking Absolutely. the time to join yes. us today. Thank you, man. Um, yeah, and so uh, yeah, we'll wrap this uh, we'll wrap this episode up today. It's going to be about all we'll have time for. 
hopefully we'll uh, Zach will be able to get you guys on again dig in a little bit deeper and continue to follow up on that um you already share where everybody can find you chris what about you where can everybody Instagram, get, a, get a hold fast of you and agile 49 cool, cool if we don't already yeah. follow you uh, i'll do it right now yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sure Evan already did, but <laughs> yeah, and we'll uh, we'll put all this out here, guys. The show's available on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. Zach actually made a really good point. I didn't even think about it until I talked to him the other night. the uh, The podcast on YouTube is actually under the Elite Level Performance page. It does not have its own page. So to watch the show, the starting block, uh, go to ELPs youtube page and there's a separate playlist there with all the episodes so apple spotify youtube guys share the show we appreciate you we love you thank you for listening you guys have a great day thanks, zach guys. have a good one my man thanks for joining us see you chris yeah thanks for having me on guys thanks for the work today.